This is a story that comes from the tradition of the Irish fireside tales. It's called One Wish. In the olden days, life was hard in Ireland, particularly on the farms on the west, where the farmers worked hard day after day simply to exist. Life was hard, as I say, for most of the farmers, but for one it was particularly hard, and that was John Sheehan. Now John had a sweet little farm in the county of Mayo, but his father, who should have been able to help him, was so afflicted by arthritis that he was virtually no help at all around the farm, and John had all of the work to do himself. His mother, too, had problems, for she had been afflicted with blindness for some reason, and she could not be of much help. Now John had brought to that farm a beautiful bride about ten years before. Her name was Eileen, and she did all of the work that the mother and father would have been able to help with, and life was difficult for them. And for her, she too had her cross, for in all those ten years, the Lord had not blessed them with a child of their own, and that was her great sorrow. John worked day after day, year after year, holding the little farm together, and did it quite well until the famine came to Ireland, and death came to their very door. One day John realized that there was nothing left to eat, nothing in the storage barns, nothing in the fields, and they were totally desperate. There was only one thing left for him to do, and that was to poach upon the farms of the great local landlord. It was a huge decision for him, for the landlords in those days were a hard lot, and it meant that if he were caught, he would be killed. But John felt that he had no option. There had to be something to be found on that landlord's property, and find it he would. So one evening he went out to the barn, and he took a small axe with him, and as the darkness came across the hedgerow, he crossed that hedgerow and into the forbidden land. All that evening he looked about, tried to find a squirrel, a rabbit, anything that he could bring home to feed his starving family. But after several hours he was terribly, terribly distressed, for he had found not a single thing to take back. He turned, however, and looked, and there, right before him, was a rabbit. Not just any rabbit, but a large rabbit, huge and commanding in its presence, and he stared directly at John. John looked, put his hand to the axe, and went to lift it above his head, and suddenly the rabbit spoke to him. Ah, are you about to kill me, son, said the rabbit, for if you are, you can do it, and you could indeed save your family. I know what you're trying to do, but if you spare me, I can promise you that I will give you one wish. Now, mind you, it's only one wish, but I can absolutely guarantee it. Now, John, you know, was in the land of magical enchantment and the stories of the little people, and suddenly he was enthused and excited about the presence of this strange, unusual rabbit. He looked at the rabbit again and knew in his heart that the rabbit meant what he said, and so he had the decision. Would he kill the rabbit for the food they needed so well? Or would he trust this rabbit 
and hope for the wish that had been promised. Oh, right, he said to the rabbit. I think what I'll do is I'll go home and think about it. And well, you might, said the rabbit, for you've got a whole day to decide. If you want the meat of me, you may have it. But if you choose not to, you may have the one wish. And they agreed to meet at that same spot one day hence. John quietly crept over the hedgerow, hoping against hope that he'd made the right decision. As he slid upon the road, the first person that he should meet was his own father. Oh, Da, you won't believe what I've been through, he said. I went to the landlord's property, and there I found what I'm sure has to be a rabbit of the little people, a magical one, for he promised me that he could give me a wish if I would spare his life. Now the father looked at John, and he said, Oh, John, sure he is part of the world of the little people, and surely he will grant your wish, and I'll tell you what you should ask for, son. What is it, Da? It is this, he said, ask him for gold, son. For if he gives you gold, we can take care of not only ourselves, but all of the people in the parish. It'll be a wonderful blessing. And John listened to his father, and he loved him. And he took those words, and he held them in his heart. He walked along home, and as they approached the house, there he saw sitting on the porch his mother, rocking in the darkness of her blindness, rocking back and forth, and she heard them approach. And he told her, too, of the great adventure he had just had and what the father had said. Ah, now your father's a smart man, John. But you know what? We've never had any gold. We've never had any riches, and we've always been rich in our own way. Don't be asking for gold, love. If you could get me my sight, I could see your beautiful Eileen for the first time and be a great help to her around this farm. It burdens me to know how hard she works. And John listened to the words of his mother, for he loved her. And he took those words, and he put them in his heart. That evening after the parents were asleep, he and his Eileen rocked by the turf fire, and he told her, too, of the adventure that he had that day. Oh, John, she said, I know your father's a bright man, and it would be good to have gold to rely on. And I love your mother as if she were my own. But you know, her blindness is not the saddest thing in this house. What is it, John, that we've been trying for ten years to have a wee baby of our own? Don't ask for the gold. Don't even ask for the blindness thing, God help me, but ask for a baby for us. And John loved Eileen, and he took her words, and he put them in his heart. Now that night the others in the house all fell sound asleep and slept well, but not John. He tossed and turned the whole night through until, in the middle of the night, all of a sudden it came to him. Glory be to God, he said, jumping up and blessing himself. I've got the answer. I know it. I know what I'll do. The very next day he was light-hearted, and he could not wait for the day to end. And at the end of that day he crept again over the hedgerow and back to the place where he was supposed to meet the magic rabbit. And there, just as that rabbit had promised, he stood waiting for John. Well, what have you decided, John, said the rabbit. Ah, 
He said, I know that it would be good to feed my family, but I believe in you more. And I know that you really do have the power to give me a wish. And so I've decided that that's what I'll take. Ah, said the rabbit. It's probably a good decision, but remember, it's only one wish. So be careful what you wish for, for there is nothing more that I can give you. John drew himself up to his full height, and with a smile on his face, he said to the rabbit, I will have my one wish, and it is this. I wish to see my mother watching my wife rocking our baby in a golden cradle. And so it was, and so they all lived happily ever after. <laughs>